Hey guys, this is Melody Schumann, and you're listening to Melody Schumann Breaks It Down. This is my eighth podcast recording, and today we're going to talk about kids and connection. Now, this is a topic that I really like to talk about because I'm all about connecting with my son and connecting with the children that I work with. And I think that a lot of parents, teachers, and coaches sometimes make the mistake of not connecting with kids before they actually teach them a lesson. Uh, my favorite quote is that kids or children need connection more than anything else. So today what I want to do is explain how a very simple three-step process can help you connect with children, which is in turn going to help them embrace the task at hand or the lesson that you're trying to teach them at that moment. So remember, as I mentioned, everything that you can, everything that you do with children can be done better if you connect first. So for example, let's say you're getting ready for dinner and you've already called out to Johnny uh, to his bedroom. Johnny, it's time for dinner. And you know that he can hear you, but he's tuning you out. Your first thought may be to threaten him and tell him that if he doesn't get ready for dinner now, he's not going to get dessert or he's not going to get any iPad time after dinner. And that's a lot. That's usually what a lot of parents resort to. However, there's a better way to connect with Johnny and help him develop the good habit of getting ready for bed the minute he hears you, I'm sorry, getting ready for dinner the minute he hears you say that. Uh, so, exa for example, instead of yelling across the house, telling him he needs to get ready for dinner, uh, simply the, taking the extra step, going into his room and following the three-step process. Number one is uh, saying his name or acknowledging his existence and his feelings, uh, saying, hey, Johnny, uh, I know that I said get ready for dinner and you didn't respond because you're probably enjoying playing with your toy right now. Uh, the second step is to make eye contact. So looking him in the eye, getting on his level, and explaining that it is time to get ready for dinner. And even a physical connection is going to help uh, him as well. So it, holding his hand, patting him on the back, giving him a hug. Uh, going through that simple three-step process of acknowledging their existence and their feelings, uh, making that eye contact and getting on their level, and giving them that, giving them that physical touch uh, will help build that connection and getting him to realize, yes, I need to stop what I'm doing. Now it's time for dinner. And the same thing applies for teachers um, and coaches and martial arts instructors as well. I've seen teachers, uh, I've gone in a classroom, and a teacher will just come in when the bell rings, sit down and say, okay, kids, open your books and turn to page whatever, uh, without making any kind of connection. And I see it in martial arts classes uh, all the time as well, where the instructor will step on the mat and say, okay, class, line up, uh, without making any kind of connection. And if you don't make that those three connections that I just mentioned, then kids are going to start to feel like you don't, you don't know they exist or you don't care that they exist. Uh, so, for example, when we start our martial arts classes, the first, in, the first law of our 10 laws of instruction is to connect with each student first. So the first thing is we acknowledge their feelings, we acknowledge their existence, uh, we'll say something like, who's ready to learn today? Who's ready to get smarter today? Raise your hand. And what that does is it, it engages their emotional connections. When they raise their hand and say, yes, I'm ready, now you're building that first connection. 
Then the next thing that we do is we line them up individually by their names. So we'll call them out. Johnny, number one. Michelle, number two. Kathy, number three. Peter, number four. And it takes a little bit longer, but what it does is it lets them know that we know they exist. Then during the warm-up, while we're walking around, we're making great eye contact with each one of the students. Uh, if you're really tall, uh, then you, I recommend that you get down on one knee towards each student, look them in the eye, and then, of course, give them that physical connection, that high five, that fist bump, that pat on the back, that pat on the head. So during our warm-up section, our goal uh, for our instructors is to call them out by name make eye contact with every single student, make a physical connection with every single student. Because when you do that, they're going to be more engaged to the task at hand. Uh, the same thing if you're a teacher, you want to build those that three-step process and the connection with each one of your students before you go into the lesson. I remember my favorite teacher, his name was Dr. Harsh, and he was my ninth, my ninth grade biology teacher. And Every single class, he would walk from desk to desk to each individual student. He would look you in the eye. He would say your name, and we'd make some kind of connection with you. Are you ready to learn today? How was your day so far? Are you excited about the subject that we're talking about? And it was interesting because every single person, he kind of asked the same questions too, but he had his own unique way of catering his question to are each of our individual personalities, which was really neat because it was AP biology. So it was a really hard class, especially being a freshman in high school. You know, you have so many other uh, things going on that, that tear up your emotional and social stage of development. So it, it was interesting because I was always really excited to go to his class and go to learn. And the real reason why is because he made that connection. Now, to take this connection to the next step, there's a lot of great lessons that apply, especially when children are misbehaving. And I got all this information from Daniel Siegel in his book, Whole Brain Child. And then, of course, there's also another book that he addresses it, and uh, it's called No Drama Discipline. And it's the technique called Connect and Redirect. And basically, his philosophy is... Before you could teach a child a lesson, especially if they're emotionally upset right now, if they're crying or throwing a temper tantrum, you, you're not going to be able to teach them a lesson until you develop a, establish a little bit of a connection with them first. Um, you may be able to teach them a lesson, but you're not going to get the better results like you can if you connect and redirect with them. So the strategy for him is kind of the same thing. Let's say that Johnny's at home and he wants to play his iPad, but you say it's time to get ready for karate. And he gets upset and he takes his iPad and he throws it across the room. As a parent, your first reaction may be, okay, that's it. You're never going to play with your, or you're not going to play with your iPad for the rest of the day, or I'm going to take it away indefinitely. And that's one way to teach him a lesson, right? Because I'm sure he's going to learn not to throw his iPad. But a better way to teach him a lesson is to connect and redirect. By walking over to Johnny after he throws the iPad, getting down on one knee, acknowledging his feelings and say, I see that you're really upset right now because you want to play your iPad. And I don't blame you because it looks like the game you're playing is really fun. Just that little bit of connection is going to help him not be overcome by the right side of his brain, which is where all of your emotions are, right? All the logic is on the left side, but when a child throws a temper tantrum, it's all right-brained, uh, brain-minded, uh, right? Uh, so getting down and, and, and acknowledging his feelings and then making eye contact with him and either holding his hand, giving him a hug and saying, I'm sorry that you're upset right now, but you know throwing your iPad was the wrong choice. 
that's the connection and redirection, right? So you're starting to say that was the wrong choice. The next step that you can do is ask him, what would be a better choice for you to do instead of throwing your iPad? So now what you're doing is you're teaching Johnny a lesson while you're actually developing this connection with him. And it's going to go a lot further because remember that the brain is moldable. So the more you help children process through each of these lessons, the better able they're going to be to handle them, especially as they grow into an adult. So that is the connection and redirection. The same concept will work, uh, for example, in a martial arts class. So let's say Johnny is learning a new jump kick and he's tried three times and he just throws a fit and falls on the ground and says, I can't do my jump kicks. Instead of you being a martial arts instructor saying, okay, that's fine, then you're going to go and time out because you're throwing a fit right now and that behavior is unacceptable in my class, which is very common uh, even today with a lot of martial arts instructors, a better choice would be to connect and redirect with him. So going over to Johnny, getting down on one knee and saying, I understand that you're frustrated right now because jump kicking is not easy. That's why they're so cool when you're actually capable of doing them. So you're connecting with his feelings, making eye contact. Remember I said getting down on one knee and looking him right in the eye? That's going to help make that connection. And then a simple hand on his shoulder, uh, grabbing his hand, a pat on the back and saying, if you continue to practice, eventually you will be able to get this kick. But your choice right now to throw a fit was not the best choice. What is a better choice to do when you're frustrated? So helping him teach or helping to teach him a lesson, taking advantage of that opportunity to make it a mindful situation versus a situation where he's going to get himself into more trouble. That's what connection is all about. It's not about, um, you know, dismissing their, their feelings or dismissing their behavior. It's about catching their attention, building that connection, and then utilizing that to redirect them or teach them a lesson. Of course, it could be age-specific. So, you know, for example, my son, I definitely want to make connections with him when he throws a temper tantrum. I'm not always going to be able to teach him a lesson, though, because he's not quite at that stage of development where he understands cause and effect. So let me give you an example. My son doesn't like to have his diaper changed. So whenever I say, okay, let's change your diaper, usually he runs the other way. And I have to chase after him and I grab him. And when I grab him and I'm bringing him to his diaper changing table, usually he's throwing a fit and he has a little bit of a temper tantrum. But what I do is I connect with him. I hug him. I look him in the eyes. I lay him on the diaper changing table. And then I sing a song. And usually what I'll try to do is say, what song would you like to sing now? Do you want to sing your ABCs or your mommy loves you? Sometimes I have to pull out the big guns and sing a 21 Pilots song. But what it does is it redirects him into being calm while I change his diaper. Another example is that he doesn't always like to have his teeth brushed. So when I say it's time to brush your teeth, usually I have to chase him down. I have to grab him and I kind of have to hold him down while I brush his teeth. One thing that I do now to redirect him is I count to 10 on the bottom side of the teeth and also the top side of the teeth. So when I start brushing his teeth, I go one, two, three, all the way up to 10. And what that does is it's a building connection with him and it's redirecting his behavior so that he's not crying or not running away or not throwing a fit. So the whole idea with all these podcasts and with all these strategies is to help children become a better version of themselves. So connection is one of those ways that you're going to be more effective by doing so. So again, remember that three-step process to connect with your children or connect with your students. Number one, acknowledge who they are, acknowledge their existence, call them by name, acknowledge their feelings. Number two, make really good eye contact and make sure you get on their level. And also number three, 
give them a little bit of a physical connection. Remember, when you hug someone or you hold their hand or even just a really warm pat on the back, uh, your, your brain responds to that. It releases these feel-good chemicals, and that's a great way to connect with them and get their attention so that you can then redirect them or get accomplished what you need to accomplish for that day. So that's Melody Schumann, and Melody Schumann breaks it down. Thank you guys, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast.